Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We're four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools, we have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done, you've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. Hey, welcome back to Bama Geeks. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brock Parker. And as always, as I love to say, what is it that you love to say? As always. <laughs> I like to say, as always. That as was your cue well. to go, oh, hi, I am so-and-so. Oh, hi. But the way you started that out, you said, hey, welcome back to Bama Geeks. Hey. hey. Well, you, you, you pretty much always say, like, my people, my compadres, who hi. are you? Yeah, who are y'all? I am Jessica. I'm Bo. And I'm Kevin. And there we go. We got that out of the way. Just a roundabout <laughs> way of doing it this time. <laughs> we really appreciate you joining us for this episode. And um, we're going to hit on some things. Uh, that's kind of what you do in a podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I am. On, we're on fire again tonight. <laughs> so uh, as of this recording, Magic City Con 2021 is upon us. It's actually in less than a week now. So we're going to discuss Magic City Con. And what you could expect, uh, Bo and Kev uh, joined our fan group, the Alabama Ghostbusters, at the Aniana June Fling yesterday. And from what I understand, lost some uh, water weight. Uh, Ghostbusters Day. We talked about it on the last episode, and it's happened. There were some reveals and some products made available to purchase. What did we buy? We'll tell you. And we also brought up at the end of the last episode, the peanut butter solution, mm. a memory that jarred for some reason from my childhood. I remember it in 1987. <laughs> it's a 1985 movie. We are actually going to discuss that. Three out of the four of us. We'll let you take a guess whom has not watched it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness, my man was on vacation. That's right. He, he was enjoying the and, high life, and we were, the, the rest of us were on the low life watching this thing. We'll, we'll discuss the peanut butter solution. And, and in all fairness, Brock, yeah. the movie is freaking horrible. It's so, terrible. It's so bad. Jess and I watched it last <laughs> night just to get a refresher because we had we had my kids all week. The last episode, we had my daughter on. And she's like, I, I, I don't really want to watch this the way y'all made it sound. So we didn't force her to watch it. So we waited until we took the kids back. But anyway, something we have all seen, amazingly, it's a mm -hmm. miracle. We've all seen Loki, the first episode of Loki. Yes. We'll, we're going to break that down, try not to spoil too much, even mm -hmm. though I really feel like there's not a whole lot to spoil. Right. It was setting a lot of things up. But we'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. But before We've we all seen it, including Bo. Yeah. 
Bo has seen it. it I am not the amazing. variant this time. That's right. <laughs> he has seen episode one, though, so we'll yes. we'll see how this plays out. The The beautiful thing is Bo sent us all a, a message today in our group chat that said, I've seen Loki. We're like, who are you? What is this? <laughs> New variant. phone. New phone. Who dis? Exactly. <laughs> oh, but before we before we jump into into talking about Magic City Con coming up, we want to go ahead and tell you our social media. We kind of hang on to that for the end of the episodes, but in case you bail on us, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube. Just look up Bama Geeks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Bama Geeks, and we'd love to interact there. Tell us what you want to hear from us. If not. And you're still listening, then you're going to get what we give you. That that's that's the penalty you must pay. Wow. No. <laughs> um, but Brock, it's not Such a penalty; a- it's an opportunity, dude. Sir, we're, we're talking about the peanut butter solution. That's a penalty. Yeah, you might. Mm-hmm. We might lose some people after this one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we might. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we need to adjust our our layout and put peanut butter solution at the very end so that people can bail after we talk about Loki. You know what? Let's do that. Okay, we'll jump on Loki first, and then we're going to bring up the peanut butter solution for the last time. So if you so, want a, really- I know a lot of fangirls that feel that way. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Mr. Hiddleston, I Or fan guys. Okay, you know. <laughs> we love Tom Hiddleston. Oh, boy. Okay. So, anyway. <laughs> we, all got, we, got, we all got lost in the thought of Tom Hiddleston, I believe. Hey, how can you not? I, I the man totally agree. The man is wonderful. He is, he is a handsome sack of man. He I is. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, join the conversation with us. Go uh, visit us at Bama Geeks on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Look up Bama Geeks on YouTube where this podcast is available. And we will actually put out a video one day when you're not looking at my kitchen and all the boxes behind me that I'm putting. Right now, I'm putting together the Eagle Moss Ecto-1, massive die-cast, three-foot-long Ectomobile. I'm putting it together, and that's what these boxes are. Are, are kits that I've yet to put together. I worked a little bit on it today before we got started because we had some, since we took the kids back mm-hmm. yesterday, we took the afternoon and kind of relaxed around the house. And so I put together about eight of those kits today. Mm-hmm. And for reference, guys, uh, you know, obviously, as, as always, we're on video. So, yeah. you know, he's pointing to this yes. for us, for, for for our reference so that we know what's going on. But from your perspective, you're going, what is he even talking about? Huh? <laughs> Do what? <laughs> Oh, me. So, all right. So, Magic City Con is coming up this upcoming weekend, Father's Day weekend, as of this recording. I know we're going to have a lot of our Alabama Ghostbusters people there. And Magic City Con is a fantastic con every year. It's put on by uh, Jamie Phelps and Rita Houston. And we love these ladies very much. They are fantastic. We have been dealing with them ever since the very first Magic City Con. And they put on a heck of a show. They know how to do a con. and It's fun. So what are you guys looking forward to? I know we've seen some some guest announcements. Yeah, we know, you know, our, our fan group, the Alabama Ghostbusters yeah. will be there. What are you what are you guys hoping for out of out of this Magic City Con this year? I will tell you that more than anything, just like with Pensacon, you know, I went to Pensacon not too long ago. I was just looking forward to being with people and being with my people and actually getting to go and talk to everyone. You know, uh, everything else to me with conventions is, is secondary in that sense. You know, going to see celebrities 
It's just kind of like what you guys have mentioned in the past about Dragon Con. When you go to Dragon Con, you go to meet up with your friends and you go to to do all of the the things with them. That's kind of what I, I look at Magic City Con for too. So mm-hmm. I, I, I would imagine the con's not going to be as big as it is. Even Pensacon took a huge hit because of COVID. But even given that, um, I'm I'm still seriously looking forward to it. Yeah. I was just looking at their guest list here. Uh, DC Douglas is going to be there. Yep. You know, for us oh, in the Mass Effect world, that's uh, Legion. Yeah. yeah, we absolutely love DC Douglas. I met him at Dragon Con a few years ago. Sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, really, he's a really, really nice cool guy. guy. Really cool dude. And so I've got a, I've got a huge Art of Mass Effect book, hardcover book that he and of course Mark Meir, who is Commander Shepard, Jennifer Hale, who is the female Commander Shepard, Trisha Helfer, who is Edie. Uh, mm-hmm. golly, I've got a lot of autographs from the Mass Effect people in those books. And Magic City Con is, is a huge Bioware convention. Yep. Uh, they focus a lot on Mass Effect. They focus a lot on Dragon Age, the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, you know, all, so that whole world. So if, if you're into Bioware and you're into those, those video games, you know, we talked about last time, you know, Mass Effect Legendary Edition just got remastered in 4K. It's out. If you're into those, Magic City Con is definitely the place you want to be. And I uh, also see that Jason Marsden is going to be there. Yes, from us, from the Ghostbuster world. That's Garrett from Extreme Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think what else I'm trying to remember. He was He's, Max uh, in a Goofy movie. Yep. Uh, well, Binks the Cat from uh, Hocus Pocus yep. uh, for United Kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Chester and Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, he was Duke and G.I. Joe Renegades, which I love G.I. Joe. <laughs> I've been watching that on YouTube. Hasbro has been streaming those episodes. It's been so wonderful. Just to are they still doing the live stream? Or they they'll are. Do like mm-hmm. premieres with it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, awesome. yeah. The kids and I were watching it this past week while I was off. Well, I watched it. The kids got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> Just that that, watch, that happened is, a couple of times. Par for the course. Is that, is that now the new generations? Like you know, like our our parents and their grandparents. You know, their their dads would always sit and watch the old westerns. Is it us? We're watching the old cartoons from the eighties. Is that yeah. what we're doing? I think so. <laughs> and, and then they're they're getting up and leaving. Exactly. <laughs> my my son was like, eh, I got Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> my daughter was like, I'm binging Gilmore Girls. Like, still oh, okay. But, oh my gosh, it is never ending. You know, kids have their own agenda. You know, us old fogies, we we have mm-hmm. ours. Yep. But yeah, Magic City Con is so happy, so happy that that's going to be back. It's going to be at Hyatt Regency there uh, at the River Chase Galleria in downtown Birmingham. Oh, not, nah, 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 not downtown Birmingham. It's in Hoover. In downtown Hoover. Yes, yeah. Hoover. Just go to Hoover and look for the really tall building. <laughs> and that's where it yeah. is. Yeah, pretty much the only really big tall building. Yeah. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. We're so extremely grown up. We got our Hoover, which is a... I guess Hoover's technically a suburb of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has its own very tall building. Oh, we're so, <laughs> so proud. Exciting. It's where the SEC baseball tournament's held every year, close to there. Yeah. Yeah, up until the last couple of years, it was the uh, the SEC media days where they had that there. It's- mm-hmm. We're from Alabama. We're going to throw yeah. sports in there somewhere. <laughs> well, see, that was always my thing. Like, I joke about them having the SEC media days, like, to me, which is their, basically their version of football con. 
always, because, you know, <laughs> yeah. of course, I always joked about it. You know, Dragon Con was always, it's always usually the same weekend they had the big football games. And I was always wanting to show up in my Ghostbusters costume or costume and be like, what's all these football fans doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Because, <laughs> you know, the football fans, though, really, though, they've been really cool. But ever so yeah. often you run into one, they're always like, why are all these people all dressed up? You know, oh, the well, com- what's going on around here yeah. this weekend? Oh. <laughs> the conversations we have had inside elevators <laughs> at Dragon oh, Con yes. <laughs> for that football kickoff weekend. What are y'all? <laughs> and, and, and these are the same people that that wind up going to the football game, and then they they, they do the makeup where they like do half their face one yeah, more. Exactly. And they're like, "Why are those people dressing up for?" And then they just they, they start getting dressed. Up. They don't see the distinction. Yeah, everybody or, or has the their own fandom. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just watching guys play football, and we're just watching everybody else play make believe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's fun. Hey, I keep going. If you're a Tennessee fan, all your victories are make believe. Oh, oh life champions! Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I do, I do love you, Tennessee people. It's just you know, I'm a University of Alabama alumnus. Well, we, we, well, we that, love you, Tennessee people, but we hate that orange. Oh, well, that, that orange and also, ugly. like I said, we are all like our age group. We grew the uh, the mid to late '90s when Tennessee was getting many victories over Alabama and Auburn at the time for that uh, for the Auburn mm-hmm. folks too. So yeah. we are the salt is still very very real, <laughs> even though you know. <laughs> Hey, Tennessee, I'll give you this much. I've really liked your last couple of coaches. But Philip Fulmer, always the great pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll get back to Paul Culture stuff. (laughs) But remember, you're listening to Bama Geeks. We're in Alabama. Yeah. We hate Tennessee. (laughs) If you've never seen the the Tennessee Hate Week video that some student put out years ago, Uh, look for it on YouTube in in the third Saturday in October. Yep. Yep. It will it will bring a smile to your face no it, matter who you pull for. He's funny. Yeah. So but anyway. <laughs> Magic City Con. Magic yes. City Con. Not Back Bash to- Tennessee Con. Um <laughs> <laughs> although I will say Tennessee does have a nice campus. That's where I met Jody Benson a couple of years ago. It was in Knoxville. Oh. Yeah. So I will give them that much. We like Knoxville. They put on a great yeah. convention, fanboy convention. Fan we'll be there awesome. in all we'll be there in October. Guys, there, there's there's no saving this in the minds of Tennessee fans no, at this point. Not. Yeah, can you stop? Okay. Yeah. Let's just All talk right. about Magic City Con. That's right. Yeah. Roll tide. Okay. <laughs> so except for Jess, Jess is War Eagle. I am. So I've worked at both Alabama and Auburn. Even after graduating from Alabama, I worked at Auburn, but that's okay. Another story. Actually, there's no story there that I want to tell. <laughs> so no, I, I love I love Auburn. Love my time at Auburn. No, nothing bad. Okay, boy, <laughs> this this is what we do, y'all. We we hit tangents and we run with them. Let's put this train back on its track. So another city in Alabama. Speaking of dressing up, Bo and Kevin and several of our our buddies from the Alabama Ghostbusters went to Aniana, and I hope I'm saying that right. You are. You're yes, saying it's Aniana. Right. Aniana. Okay, you are. you're saying it correct, and it's it's the one city that if you actually read it on paper, you'd be like one out one one onto. Here's my side note to this, because I work the industry I work in and you have insurance adjusters that do not live in the state that call in and you should hear them try to pronounce Aniana. It is hilarious. It's usually one Oda. That's yep. (laughs) There we go. So, okay. Anyway, back to. It's the same thing from where I'm from down in southeast Alabama in the Dothan area. I, I got on so many phone calls when I was living down there and growing up. They would be like, okay, you're near Dothan. No, Dothan. Oh, Dothan. No, Dothan. <laughs> yeah, that's like whenever you're you're uh, getting directions in Alabama to Mobile. Um, you know, the, 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 mobile. The, the Google's just like you're going to Mobile. It's like 
No, it's mobile. It's mobile? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, mobile. <laughs> sort of like the whole Gallagher bit about comb and tomb and all that. C-O-M-B yeah. comb. Mm-hmm. T- or T-O-M-B tomb. C-O-M-B comb. Well, I'm glad I got Aniana right. So you guys were there yesterday. What? uh, Tell us about that. What? What is June Fling? June Fling is uh, put on by the Aniana Business Association. They kind of take their little downtown district there, and they have have different uh, booth vendors. they kind of come out and it's kind of, their, I guess it's like their, like their little city fest. Mm-hmm. They had uh, n- numerous pop-up tents, which we were part of. They had a big stage where they had musical acts performing, like I guess local and statewide. We didn't really get to go down there too much because we were you know trying to make sure we hang out at the booth a little bit. Uh, different food vendors, but it seems to be like a, uh, this was their 19th annual June Fling. And I keep wanting to call it Spring Fling because my many years of living in central <laughs> Alabama and the fair was always yep. the Spring Fling. So spring anytime fling. I tried to. But yeah, it's the June fling and um, it's it was really fun. Like we were next some folks that were doing some uh, tankless water heaters and a petting zoo. So we were. Oh, welcome nice. to Alabama, y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, and, like, oh, boy, do they have multiple ponies. And it yes. was awesome. Yes. <laughs> they even had a camel even better. Oh, what? did it spit at you? No, sorry. Oh man, we didn't go near the camel. Yeah, we yeah. I mean, we you know the camel. The times are tough when you can't sell cigarettes anymore. I mean, come on, man, you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. <laughs> Camels are awesome, though. I I rode one when I was uh, in the Air Force Station over in Saudi Arabia. They they brought them out to the base and I'm like, hey, jump on a camel. Like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> and if you go to but Disney like- World and, and ride the magic carpets from Aladdin, they mm-hmm. do have that camel that spits at you as you go by. Oh, nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, like I said, we hung out. We got there. Uh, it went from nine to four. I got there a little bit early, and uh, Kevin uh, Shane joined us not too long afterwards. And mm-hmm. uh, Leanne and Jason and her niece and nephew. And um, like I said, we kind of hung out. It was nice when we first got there. It was nice and a little bit of overcast, a little bit of <laughs> a little bit mist. But then, oh, oh my boy! Goodness. But then the afternoon comes. And let, let, let me let me tell you guys what the highlight of the day was. I mean, it was an amazing event. It was yeah. everything we expected it to be. But overall, it was who can wear their flight suit the longest. <laughs> and Bo yeah. won because I almost wore it as long as he did. But I got to a point where I was I was even sitting down and I started feeling my hands tingling and my muscles mm. like in my arms were just starting to crinkle up. Mm. And then I didn't think much of it other than I really feel like I need to get out of this flight suit because I'm too incredibly hot. Like it was super steamy there pretty much i mean we, probably about what would you say about maybe noon it really started getting a little bit just a little breezy yeah just a little bit but i went and got it off and then i was telling them um before my, my girlfriend she's a, a registered nurse and i was describing what was going on to her and she's like yeah you were in kind of the intermediate stages of heat exhaustion and i was like <laughs> Um, okay. And of course, medically, I'm, I'm, I'm as dumb as a box of rocks. So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad that I followed my instincts there and actually got out of the, the flight suit. But considering just how just oppressively, if you get, if you guys listening have been to Alabama during the summer, you'll know exactly what I'm talking mm. about. It's mm-hmm. like, Brutal. it's humid. When we got there in the morning, like Bo mentioned, it was foggy. And as soon as we saw that, it was like, oh, this is going to be a day. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. If it doesn't, because it got about, what was it, uh, about 3 o'clock, 3.30. Yeah. And then we got our our daily 
baby shower, just enough mm-hmm. to keep it nice and humid, which is a yeah. pretty much a staple here in Alabama. You get the baby shower. Yep. Like, not like a baby shower, but like just a little bit of shower just to keep it humid. Mm-hmm. And but overall, like Bo said, that the event itself was amazing. I mean, yeah. the, there had to have been a couple thousand people there at least. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, great. It was, good, like, it was a good turnout. Like I said, it's, it's just a, it seems to be a big thing for them. They've already told us they are gonna they open up registration for next year, right after the first year. So we'll definitely get back with them. I mean, they were very nice, and like I said, we had a good time. And did they have it last year? I don't think they did last year. I think uh, I think uh, one of our my contacts that introduced me to the folks, uh, Kevin Wilbert, uh, yeah. he uh, he said they didn't they didn't have it last year. I think they kind of it was like you know they were hoping to you know there were like a lot of things you know yeah. last year you know we're going to try try especially since it would be an outdoor event but I think they officially just aired on the side of caution which I mean I don't blame them but overall we had a wonderful time. So as soon as we as soon as we set the the table up, yeah, the, the the first person to come up, I was I just happened to be the person standing there, and the and, and Bo was standing off to the side, and this first person comes up and and is like, so what do you guys do? And I froze, I didn't know what to say. It's been so long since I've actually had to do this spiel that I froze and I just kind of looked at, at Bo. And what thank, do we do, Bo? What do we do? Yeah, and thank goodness Bo is ready. And I was like, thank. And then when Bo did his spill, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to say. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got it. Well, I was mostly trying to stay off the side, too, because I'm, you know, I'm always usually the first one to come out here and run my mouth, which I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we, uh, I got it out there, the whole the traditional spill. And uh, also, we threw it out there. We raised money for charity, which the folks were really cool. We raised about $40 for Camp Sam, which we'll, I'll be getting to them here very soon. Oh, nice. And, so, yeah, that's I mean. Great. We had some miniature crunch bars for people to take, but about after about two hours out in the Alabama heat, yeah, they were like basically uh, crunch chocolate filled tubes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there were a couple of people that actually took them, and they were like, "Yeah, just throw it in the pack, and we'll put it in the the freezer when we get home, yeah. and then it'll be fine." Yeah. And that was what we were started recommending. And then we would had kids come up and, you know, kids like to come to the table and play. They want to play with the yeah. stuff that's on the table. And we have to watch that. But kids would like pick them up and start like banging them between their hands. And I'm like, you are threatening uh, some chocolate hands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to get really messy for you. So you want to put that down. Well, yeah, speaking of the kids, we talked to a couple of kids, like a couple of them that had either had, you know, they were very aware of Ghostbusters. One one kid was talking about how he had a Ghostbusters birthday party a year or two ago. Oh, and nice. uh, mm-hmm. like, so we, we ran into a bunch of little ones that were all, mm-hmm. and a lot of folks, uh, a majority of the folks we talked to were aware of Afterlife. There was a couple people that didn't. So we got to brighten their day by telling them that. So, so yeah. millennials are doing their part to yeah. uh, impart Ghostbusters to the kids. And it made <laughs> us very happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it doesn't surprise me at all that some people have not been aware of, of Afterlife. I mean, the movie was supposed to be out a year ago. And yeah. there hasn't been much publicity for it because you just didn't know how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It was definitely kind of a shot in the arm to get us, at the very yeah. least for me, I can only speak for me, but at the very least for me, it was a shot in the arm to get me back thinking about, you know, fandom, thinking about Ghostbusters, and, you know, actually getting out and doing what the Alabama Ghostbusters like to do, which is get out, get in front of of people and share our love of Ghostbusters and then share the whole charity aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Bo, man, Bo is a champion at that. Well, he, he, it doesn't matter how much we, we play up people coming in and doing stuff for the event. He always does a really good job hooking that, that charity aspect in. And I think that's why we got a lot of the donations we did. That's fantastic. Yeah. Smile a mile for those who don't know is a, uh, is a children's camp and organization for, uh, for kids with cancer across the state of Alabama. And they have a wonderful program 
down near Alexander City, uh, Children's Harbor at Lake Martin. And it's a fun summer camp for those guys, and they can go and not worry about anything that's going on in, in their health and in their lives. It's a fantastic organization. We have done quite a bit with them over the years, and that's fantastic that uh, you guys were able to get some more donations for them. The old brain was uh, moving us into new territory. You know, how some people, you know, may not have cash on them, but uh, I also uh, printed out a QR code. So from now on, this is kind of an idea, you know, say somebody like, hey, I, don't, I can't donate. Well, hey, scan this and you go to that. You bookmark that and you can donate when you get home or you can donate okay. right then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sends it right to the to the, yep, uh, right to the donate. Site. That's great. The donation page. Even better. That's perfect. That's that's, that's that's a lot better than those jugs we used to have. Yeah. Of course, you, prob- you probably sat one of those out. I, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, no, actually, actually, we were using the uh, the spirit Halloween ghost trap. Oh, even better. Oh, good idea. Very there. good yeah. idea. So, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I said the jugs. Yeah, like it was that was the thing about it. Getting back in the saddle of getting out and doing an event again, I was like, remember <laughs> what all exactly packed or whatever I had. I had what I needed, but not everything. But yeah. 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 We got there and, and I was helping Bo set up and it was like, do you have bungees? I think I've got bungees. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm going to go to the car. I think I've got some of them husky straps. We can just, we can just yeah. put the, the thing up with the husky straps. I mean, we flipped and, and, both banners. We had the Alabama GV banner and the Keeks for Good banner. I mean, we, I we saw that in the out. picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We, we had put the Alabama GV banner up in the back and then, you know, uh, me, me coming in being the, the table guy, I was like, Maybe we should move that to the front and then yeah. put the geeks thing in the back. So we wound yeah. up like moving it. And then it's just all getting back into the, the saddle at this point. Ghostbusters is always a, a massive love for all of us. And June the 8th, of course, was Ghostbusters Day. And I had several people personally ask me, why are you celebrating Ghostbusters today? June 8th, 1984, the, the release of Ghostbusters 1. That's right. In the past, past couple of years, it hasn't been a whole lot to do for Ghostbusters Day from Sony and from other vendors. But this year, we actually had pretty good announcements. We started the day off. You know, I think Ivan Reitman and Bill Murray put out a video. Of course, Bill's like, what is Ghostbusters Day? Is this a national <laughs> holiday? It's like, yeah, Bill, it is. Just to see Bill engaged was, was just the perfect start of the day for me. Yeah, he has had nothing but good things to say about afterlife mm-hmm. so far, and that's that's key. That says something. Yeah, extremely key because he's been one of the main holdups well, for thirty years. Well, and the, and the thing is, is that it's not when you look at him and the way he's talking, it's not just him acting. Yeah, it no, seems no, he's, genuine. He's it's genuine. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, you can look at it as, in his eyes, and you're like, okay, this isn't. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. We all know that, but. This is an acting. He actually is, you know, behind this 100%, which, I mean, Bill being behind it, that tells you everything you need to know. Go see the movie. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) And we also had on Ghostbusters Day, yeah, Sony released a video of Jason Reitman also sitting down looking at, it looked like kind of an an iPad, some sort of tablet or maybe a laptop. Mm -hmm. Right. But he was able, he looked like Tony Stark with his hands (laughs) turning the model, the Ecto, around you know, he's waving his hands in the air and the the model, the Ecto was moving around. So some of this technology that they're able to see a lot of the, the 3D views mm-hmm. in the movie just by moving. Basically the a fully 3D render they could adjust and rotate. Yeah, in. yeah it was really cool. And that, that's technology that's exciting. Yeah. And they had the Twitter space chat. That, that was so much fun to listen to. 
you had Ivan and Jason and you had Logan Kim on there. And McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon. Finn um, Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard was on there. Of course, that was hosted by IGN. And that was just a solid hour of them basically just like us. They were an hour of them having a conversation on Twitter Spaces, which is a new audio feature from Twitter. And they were just all having fun, having mm-hmm. a conversation. And we all got to listen in. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people comment, and it's true. You kind of felt like you're eavesdropping on their conversation. <laughs> yeah. It felt so intimate in that moment just to hear them just sitting there discussing and talking about the experiences and making the movie. And Yeah. And the, the funniest thing I, I heard was Ivan. He, he said, oh, no, I just looked down at the screen and I see all these people listening and you can you can see all the listeners mm-hmm. on Twitter space. And he's like, wow, there there's a lot of people on here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's amazing. A lot of people like Ghostbusters. I mean, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And of course, they introduced uh, Logan Kim's character's name. His name is Podcast. <laughs> and. I'm sure there's a good reason for that. And as, yeah. as us being a, a podcast group, we applaud that. So we'll, we'll get to see Logan Kim and see his character. And then a new character was revealed. Celeste O'Connor. She is playing Lucky in the film. Uh, she's, the, she's the young lady they show at the, the restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Somebody made a, a reference the other day I was looking at uh, when they showed her character. She's got a necklace that has her name on it, kind of like Patty. From oh, I did see call. that, right. And her restaurant uniform was like one of those baseball shirts. It's the white main part of the shirt, but then it had a red collar mm-hmm. and red sleeves, right? which was similar to a shirt that Aaron slash Kristen Wiig wore. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Again, Bama geezers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, it, Brock, Brock will admit, uh, sometimes the memory just kind of comes and goes these days. Y'all, and you, guys, you, guys notice, you guys notice I'm not even trying. So, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> these guys have got this. Well, Bo and, Bo and Jess have it. Um, but, yeah, so it's kind of a kind of maybe a, a little Easter egg back to, to answer the call, which I thought was neat. Some product reveals. We had uh, the Ghostbusters official online store released four T-shirts. And if you go to shop.ghostbusters.com, if you go there, you've got until the end of June to order these shirts. Jess and I bought three shirts. I bought two different designs. One, a really good friend of ours, John Yurkaba. Yes. Who's a wonderful artist. He did some art, Mm -hmm. like the official map last year for for Ghostbusters Fan Fest or in 2019. uh, Sony and and Ghost Corps hired him to do one of the designs on the t-shirt. Grab it if you can. It's fantastic. It's got all the little mini Stay Puffs. And the longer you look at that shirt and his design, the more little Easter eggs you see. A lot of details in there. Yep. And and uh, Ghostbusters, the official social media accounts uh, run by Eric Reich from Ghost Corps. They have posted up a video of John working on the shirt design and everything. And another uh, a friend that we've gotten to know through Yes Have Some podcasts, Craig and Abigail and, and Jake, they have, we're all part of a big Facebook group that they run called uh, Yes Have Some Group Therapy, mm-hmm. where we all get together and talk and discuss. And I bought a, another design from Brendan Pierce. That is that is the one I'm going to buy of the four first. I'm getting John's, but that one just that one's just so much fun. I love that design. It is wonderful. It's got the big proton pack on it. It's big 2021. 
and a lot of neat things on there as well. But he runs his art studio is called Baducci Studios, and he's from Australia. Mm. And so I made sure that I told Brendan and John both. I let them both know multiple times. I bought your shirts because mm-hmm. I love you guys. <laughs> They're friends. Yeah. So uh, and there are a couple of other designs. One is from someone in England. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. But the the, the other two shirts. Uh, the other artist was from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the other two shirts are fantastic. I just went, I chose the two guys that I know right. to buy their designs and to help support them. But you've got until the end of June to go to the official Ghostbusters online store and support all four of these artists. They're, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we really applaud Sony and, and Ghost Core for reaching out to the fans, mm-hmm. bringing them into this and, and showcasing not only their work, but, you know, making them a part of the universe. Yes. There was also a couple of new uh, still shots, too, released on uh, Ghostbusters Day 2. Oh, from can the we talk about the house? Oh, that house. Can we talk about that farmhouse? <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. I want to live in that farmhouse. <laughs> it was a photo from uh, nighttime, mm-hmm. and it was the Ecto sitting in the driveway next to this house, and this house looks fantastic. It looks like a haunted house. Check out all them antennas if you haven't seen I this to picture say, on, yet. On, to- <laughs> on top of it, yeah, all the the radar dishes and everything. This oh, is that big this, dish. you. I mean, I'm I'm assuming this. Like I said, this is none spoilers, but I mean, you know, I'm assuming this was uh, Doctor Spengler. Home. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Spengler's retirement home, where you know, <laughs> whatever. This is just me guessing. It. Like I said, he had some some intention for to be in Somerville, Oklahoma, and was able to finish it. But seeing that, like I said, that like you said, the aesthetic of it. You've got the Ecto one all. Rusty and nasty, looking, wonder, looking wonderful, sitting next to that old building and the, the old house. It's a beautiful shot. It, it really oh, is. Yes. Uh, that is, I I want to. Did they release anywhere like a, like a high resolution version of that you could download? Because I want that as I'm a print. I'm not sure, but that, that a print or a wallpaper for sure. I want that on my wall in my house. That is a gorgeous shot. So I, I Sony. Eric, Ghost Core, if you guys are listening, <laughs> please make that available as a poster, as some sort of print. I want that so badly. That is so beautiful. It's just old, rustic, nasty, haunted looking. It's Ghostbusters, baby. That's what yeah, I should yeah. see. I have to say, that's exactly what you'd expect from Ghostbusters. I mean, Which if is, that's where a good bit of the, the filming and everything is going to take place, I'm um, that's going to be phenomenal. Well, that's which is so weird because you always automatically associate Ghostbusters with New York City, and you're like, ah, the Ecto One would look at a place, you know, mm-hmm. out of the city. But nope that no. that shot that Beautiful. shot does it. Somebody said that that, and it's been forever since I've seen it. But somebody said that house like the filmation Ghostbusters, like their oh, yeah. house. Yeah. I could see that. I can see it has that. A, it has a resemblance. It doesn't look exactly like it, but it has a resemblance. And there was somebody talking about the things that are hanging from the trees that they're, they said they're bottles. And the theory is it's supposed to be there's, you know, some kind of element to that. You know, the bottles catching spirits, but who knows? <laughs> I, yeah. You know, the, you know how theories go. You know how fan theories are. It could be like, you know, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you know, and they're going <laughs> to Sherwood Forest and they've got wind chimes hanging up there to scare off the sheriff of Nottingham and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. We also got a shot of Celeste O'Connor's character, Lucky. Um, in a diner, apparently. Uh, so, and it looks like to me from looking at the picture that I think that that's Finn Wolfhart sitting across the table from her. So I'm, I'm gathering that these two are going to have a, you know, friendship, a relationship, maybe could be his love interest. Hey, he let her sit in the gunner's seat. 
Take her for a ride. <laughs> yeah. She's um she's wearing a shirt that says uh spinners on it. So that's the restaurant. So another it, another logo that we can utilize to to find shirts and stuff. Like there, there already know, the, is the, one. Oh, there is? Somebody oh, yeah. has put one out, I think on T Public. They've taken that logo. So somebody never already- underestimate the fan yeah. community. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I only have a button of the the hot dog over the house that <laughs> <laughs> that, that Kevin made from Answer the Call. I still need that on a t-shirt. Still one of the best yeah. logos yeah. ever. <laughs> it's a hot dog over a house. Yeah, I can't speak mm-hmm. Australian. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if we got something good out of Answer the Call, at least was the hot dog over the house. So, eh. <laughs> it was Chris Hemsworth. Always Chris. Hey, Hemsworth. Uh, hey, what was it? What was the quote he said that was memorable uh, about the aquariums? Aquariums are just uh, submarine, submarine fish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was phenomenal. <laughs> Answer the phone, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Puts his finger through the lens of the glass. What what we'll have to discuss? Answer the call one day. I know it's that would be a yeah that would be a fun thing. We'll discuss it one day. We know it's um mm. not universally loved. We'll put it that way. But we like enjoy it, it for what it is. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Oh mm-hmm. oh, the girls the girls were phenomenal. Sorry, I I fully admit that I liked them. That's my Dan Aykroyd impression. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah. Listen here, Cadet. The war- girls were wonderful. I'm sorry. I Paul Fig, you just spent too much money. I, I didn't realize you were doing the impression of Dan because you didn't have yeah. crystal head vodka I mean, in your hand. Yeah, yeah I, was about, I was about to say, I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, buy some crystal head vodka, please. Yeah. <laughs> if, even if you don't drink, buy them just for the bottles. The bottles are yeah. great, actually. Oh, yeah. We have a couple. One signed by Dan that Bo got for me, golly, in 2010? Yeah, it was about 10 Ten or ten, I think it was ten years ago. Oh wow, it's been that long. Yeah, no kidding. Well, man, but Hasbro popped out some uh, nice little surprises as far mm-hmm. as toys. Um, we got, of course, uh, we got a, we're getting a re-release of the Plasma series, the four original guys. But this time, they all come with proton streams, and they all glow in the dark, have slime on them. You better believe I grabbed two sets. Of oh, course. Man. But in addition to those. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, can we sets. can we really talk about the little guys? Yeah. They're putting out the official action figures, the sets of the mini stay puffs, three in a pack with three interchangeable heads. Mm-hmm. That's army building marshmallows if I've ever seen it. <laughs> and I want to say like the each pack is not going to have well, I'm sure eventually you would run into duplicates, but each pack is going to have three three marshmallow mini marshmallows and three different heads, but right. the, each heads are variant by package. Are I they? So. I hope so. I understand. That's what I'm understanding. I may have I know there's six that. different heads altogether. Yeah, yeah. But if, they if, might be different ones. Well, I ordered two packs, you know, Mm. two of those I, i'm not gonna build you know fifteen thousand marshmallows <laughs> in the house because <laughs> tiny house if but, we had the space though we would make that happen you, you totally it. would brock you, you totally would do that I, I would do that for her yeah i'm gonna like i said i'm gonna give me a couple they're they're gonna be i i want to give me a couple i know i want to have a mini marshmallow man and i'm gonna adhere it to the top of my proton pack nice. i want one on the edge of my pack that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things i think i'm gonna do with that one yeah. of those or one of those minis those mystery minis would be yeah. good for that yeah mm-hmm. And they also, not that this wasn't, I just happened to learn about this on Ghostbusters Day. I don't know if it was released on Ghostbusters Day, but the uh, Hallmark Keepsake Ornament for yeah. Ghostbusters this year yeah, was the one. is going to be the mini puffs in a little, looks like a little coffee cup. It looks like one of the guys has like got a straw on the side of it, like drinking out of the cup. It's eight marshmallows for you, 
It's mini Stay Puff for you, and it's a coffee cup. It's everything it's in your wheelhouse. I, I mean, that's the perfect Christmas ornament for my tree. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have three, almost guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no trailer. Nope. But and that's that's is, okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not ready for trailer. I don't know if I want trailer. I know we've had this discussion many times. You guys sound so convincing. It's like, that's fine. It's fine. We didn't want a trailer. It's fine. It's really fine. Give us a trailer. (laughs) I am scared of second trailer. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, I'm with you on that, Jessica. I'm just afraid that they're going to reveal too much Mm -hmm. on it. Uh, because, you know, that's kind of the thing. But at the same time, as long as they can keep the marketing guys in check with that, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the other thing is, though, also with the, you know, over a year delay of getting the movie out there, you know, I think they're still wanting to save, you know, the reasons that people come see that, mm-hmm. you know, come, come yeah. see it. So, I mean. Yeah. Polish up the first trailer, you know, maybe throw one or two smaller things in there, you know, just to refresh people's memories. Like you said, at the at the event yesterday, people didn't know Afterlife was happening. Just mm-hmm. throw a refresher out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that wraps up. Ghostbusters Day and all their reveals, and we are thrilled to see so many things come out. And I know by the time the movie comes out November 11th, Veterans Day, that's that's an easy date to remember for that. But in August, Hasbro is hopefully going to be shipping out via Walmart their Ecto-1s, the reissue of the the Kenner Ecto-1s. And while I'm not building a mini Stay Puffed army for the house... I'm going to have a fleet of those Ectos. So <laughs> got two ordered and I'm sure if we see them in the stores, we'll grab probably yep. one, two, three, four, five more. I don't it know. really rolls. <laughs> These exactly. do roll. I have the original still. It rolls. It's fine. <laughs> well, as we get away from Ghostbusters, we get into Marvel. This past Wednesday, the first episode of Loki dropped on Disney+. Plus. And there's the spoiler siren. Woohoo! So you know it's coming. We haven't done that in a few episodes. All four of us have seen it. We're not spoiling it for us. Mm-hmm. We might spoil it for you. So just be aware. We're going to talk about Loki. We're going to talk about this episode. And Kevin, I believe, has had a good list of Easter eggs that mm-hmm. I personally have not seen or caught. We were only able to view the episode once. So my memory being as stellar as it is, I'm going to be relying on you guys to really go in depth with this. I watched it today, so I mean it's probably oh, it's fresh. the freshest oh, on my you're mind. The, you're the freshest one of the bunch. Fresh bow. <laughs> New hashtag fresh bow. <laughs> What'd you guys think about it? That I thought it was a fantastic start to where he disappeared uh, in Endgame. Mm-hmm. I, I can legitimately say that I think now that I've seen this and I've seen a couple of videos talking about the Easter eggs on this, this is how they're gonna introduce the X-Men. Because talking about this this episode, mm-hmm. then we have the TVA, which I'm just going to say, folks here in Alabama, we think very differently of TVA. I was um, about to bring that up. I was about to bring that Tennessee up. Tennessee Valley Authority? And exactly. In Alabama. It's uh, a power company. A, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's a government-owned power company called the Tennessee Valley Authority. So anytime we're watching this and we're like, it's the TVA. And I'm like, no, that's not the TVA. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that through, yeah. Maybe that's so, why Miss Miss Minutes had a Southern accent, maybe. You never maybe know. so. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, oh, and the thing oh is, it's, yeah. Tan- tangent, did you see who voiced Miss Minutes? Yeah. As soon as I saw the credits, I was like, yep. I. <laughs> oh, yes. My heart fluttered Tara Strong. Give me. And the thing was. Sorry, was honey. It's okay. Yeah, Tennessee Valley Authority is in the northern half of the state of Alabama, and yeah, I, I immediately thought of that too as soon as <laughs> as soon as I saw TV, and I'm like, 
Are we supplying power for the Tesseract now? What's happening? <laughs> so one of the things that TVA does, the, the three supreme beings um, that we're uh, hopefully eventually going to be introduced to, mm-hmm. they came together and they decided, all right, well, we don't want all these multiverse timelines fighting each other anymore. We're going to get rid of all that. And now we're going to pull a Rick and Morty where it's like you have Rick and Morty from C-135. It would basically be like them just going and just nuking all the rest of the timelines and saying, our timeline is the only timeline Mm -hmm. that exists so that TVA exists specifically to get rid of that. Now, if we're staring down (laughs) Wanda, you know, WandaVision, we got WandaVision and we had that whole situation of she's probably going to be getting into multiverse stuff now. Mm-hmm. And now we have the multiverse of madness coming up here soon. Right. That's what I was talking about. Mentioned by name. Yes, mentioned by name. Obviously, this whole single timeline thing is n- about to be in jeopardy. So the the really cool thing about this in my mind, as soon as I watched this episode, was guess what? This this is gonna solve things for Marvel because now they can they can literally go, Yep, we got X-Men and they exist in this multiverse. And now we have Avengers that, which you, all of you know, was in the MCU. The MCU itself exists in the universe that we all know, mm-hmm. but X Men's over here, and then we've got you know the, this timeline over here. They were going to be able to delve into whatever comic book tangents, because you know, like with comic books, they like to do a tangent where they go off and yeah, and and do like a what if or something like that. Like the what ifs could potentially be another timeline altogether, which just that blows my mind. These three supreme. Timeline beings, the timekeepers. Yeah, the timekeepers. Yeah, mm-hmm. are they part of the Eternals? That's coming out. I don't think so. I think I th- they're actually above them. They are like. Oh. Th- there are theories that the possibility they may actually connect them with the Celestials. You remember the Celestials from um, Guardians? Gar- if you have Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know they had the big head. They were like yeah. mining it out, like mining his brain. Right. Um, yeah, uh, that they may connect it with them. I don't know if they're Celestials themselves. More than anything, because one of the Easter eggs that was mentioned very prominently was that there's the possibility that with just some of the stuff that was in the episode, that they may alter the story a little bit and make it where one of these supreme beings either becomes Kang the Conqueror. He is a character that's very similar to Thanos, but his gauntlet is like stupid powerful as compared to what Thanos would uh, had. And this this guy is someone that apparently has worked with these guys to to wrangle the timeline into one mm. one stream, and apparently at some point just decides to go rogue and starts wreaking havoc. So he may actually have something to do with starting this, like starting the multiverse of madness. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so essentially the t- the the uh, the timekeepers they're the they're the canon police. I guess they're like, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the episode, you know, starts out exactly where Loki disappeared in in Endgame, mm-hmm. and we finally get to see he he shows mm. up in the the Gobi Desert. Mm. Wait a minute, you said Endgame? Was it not? No. Was it uh, Infinity War? Endgame? No, Endgame was where he disappeared because that's yeah. where they went and got all the stones. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's really confusing. And by the way, but uh, <laughs> because we're doing multiverse stuff, you guys can look forward to the fact that. Avengers is going to get infinitely confusing. It's going to be, that's the biggest thing that I worry about with what they're doing with this. And I don't think they have any choice but to go this direction, but it's going to get to the point where like so far the MCU has been pretty linear. It's like you, you watch right. a movie, you get a little more, you watch a movie, you get a little more. Now it's going to be like, if you want to see this, go over here. You can watch this. 
this has no connection to this because this is a, so it's going to be like like, gonna like be I said it's going to be like the old comics where they would say a quote and then there'd be the little asterisk next to their quote and then at the bottom would be like see Avengers issue number yeah. three seven two you know I mean how are they going to avoid retconning themselves on things it's going to be like no 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 this this makes sense mm-hmm. like in, in this in this dimension. Uh, Magneto happens to have been born later, or in this dimension, Magneto is a duck and he's super powerful. I mean, it's uh, I, <laughs> is his name. Howard? They could go anywhere they want with this. Really, Ooh. I mean, uh, the what ifs could be crazy. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing, like I like so far, this is the the time variance authority, but yet they're very set on 1950-60 technology aesthetics. Yes. Oh, the aesthetic you, of this show is gorgeous. The, yeah. And the soundtrack mm-hmm. so far is like better than anything that I've seen so far in Marvel. So the soundtrack is just it, – it's, it's, it's spot on. And did you guys happen to catch – the moment where Loki actually realized the dimension that he is currently in is massive when he actually saw yes. like the entire the civilization laid out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about the departments and he's like, well, you can start with my desk. And then he says, yeah, it's just like a nightmare. He's like, well, that's, that's a department I would actually help you burn down. That was actually a huge Easter egg yeah, because there's a possibility that there is a character in Marvel called Nightmare. That may actually appear in the next Doctor Strange movie as his new villain. So we hmm. may actually hear of Nightmare coming around. So he may actually not just be talking about like Nightmare as an idea, but Nightmare as literally the dimension that Nightmare comes from. I said that made me think with stuff going on and like they go with Loki. Can I rather enjoy the fact that Loki was DB Cooper and he only did it because it was yes. a bet between him and Thor? That was yes. awesome. That I, was great. That <laughs> made me so happy. And and then like you said, to learn that it was based on a bet. I mean, yeah, of course. That is so Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Oh. And, and, now, and now we're like looking like what else could he have done? Mm-hmm. Oh, know, there's like, so many things in history he could have tampered with. So he could potentially have been Jack the Ripper. Could I mean, who, who knows? I mean, uh, all this stuff could come up as now, now that now we know there is a Loki variant. Who's to say that that Loki variant wasn't some of these historical yeah. figures we couldn't figure out who that's they what were? Was, that's why I was saying. I know this is going to the end of the episode, but I, I, I'm assuming that's what Owen Wilson's character. What is his character's name? Mobius. Uh, Mobius. Mobius. He said that the person they're looking for is Loki. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm assuming now this is the interesting thing. Like, so technically, if there's been more than one time that Loki got away is way mm-hmm. I'm understanding. And I'm guessing that he's going to be the one that wants to burn. Well, I'm I'm assuming this is probably what may wind up happening, because I don't know if you've noticed, Loki is very disturbed by the fact that he's not control of his own. Destiny. Yes. Yes. It really bothers his, him. His powers that are completely him. gone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. as well. So, yeah. Well, yeah, his powers are gone. And the fact that he was able to just see his whole life play out in front of him in the, on that tape. Yeah. It, it broke him. That I mean, it that did. broke him. It, it was almost like the Loki that we know, like the Loki that has learned everything. We just suddenly got there. Like he just fast forward and he's like, you know what? Glorious purpose is a load of crap. <laughs> yeah. You know, watching him watch himself affect that timeline, you know, where his mother, where Frigga is killed. And then he sees himself killed by Thanos. Mm-hmm. Glorious purpose. What glorious purpose? Within a span of thirty minutes, he just learned that he was in a spot where where Infinity Stones were paperweights. Paperweights. Uh, yep. Exactly. Yes. I mean, how how a, just a revelation just in that <laughs> itself. And then he says, he says, 
What is it called? The Tesseract. That sounds dumb. What was his name? He was really funny. Oh, the uh, the oh. guy behind the desk. Oh, I feel bad. I, I just watched it today, but, but I mean, way, the, uh, the actor's been in a lot of stuff, and he is always funny as I'll get out in anything he's in. <laughs> he was so uh, Loki threatened to gut him like a fish, and he's like, "I need to know what a fish is." Fish. And and fast fast forwarding a little bit, I know we're kind of jumping all around the episode, no. but what did you guys think of the Loki that showed up at the very end? The one that was uh, in. What was it? Oklahoma? The, the the veiled Loki, I guess. Like the the, one, the it, that particular one. I'm going to go ahead and call it, guys. It's it's a female variant. I Loki. I would not be surprised one bit. It is a female variant of Loki. This is where Marvel's going to tell us all of us fans that don't really follow like all these Easter eggs. It's they're going to make us are open to the possibility that there may be gender bent characters. Well, this also makes me think this may play into the next Thor, since you know Jane's uh, uh, mm-hmm. Jane Austen will be taking up the mantle of uh, yeah. Thor, right? So yeah. that could be Natalie an interesting Portman. way to kind of tie things together. Ooh, yeah, ooh. I mean, because if you think of it from a very you know Disney esque like perspective of like we got to make sure that we're going to be doing all this multiverse stuff, and we have to make sure that our audience is ready for it. And that, I kind of think that's what they're doing with Loki. They're trying to make us ready for it. They're you know when next time Wanda comes up, she's she's going to um, uh, push more into that. Doctor Strange is going to push more into that. And I think that everything after these, uh, Loki and after, because uh, we're not, they've confirmed we're not going to get any more WandaVision, right? So I think Paul said he's not contracted anymore. Uh, that was like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Going, jumping back really quickly to, you know, maybe a female version of Loki, female version of Thor that we know is coming up. If you notice, um, you get a screenshot of Loki's file that the TVA has, his gender mm-hmm. is listed as fluid. Mm-hmm. As, yes, oh, that, that's yeah. that's 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 the big detail. Mm-hmm. Also, he uh, is a shapeshifter too, right? Yes. So I, I am I am pretty convinced that 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 as soon as we get the next episode, assuming it picks up where we left off right there, she's going to turn around, and it's going to be like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that that'll save their cost on having to split the scenes with him. You know what I mean? Well, like, and, and that's double, the like, thing the is, trap. You, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that Tom Hiddleston's getting pretty expensive at this point. As so if well, they were to recap, yeah, I mean, it very well deserved. He's a phenomenal actor, you know. But you know, it's a, it's the same as you know any other character. They can recast them and continue to go. And what better way to say it's a multiverse? Where mm-hmm. all right, well, you know, uh, like I said earlier, Magneto is too expensive. We're going to recast him with a duck, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the Gobi Desert where where yeah. Loki wound up after he disappeared, I absolutely loved when the TVA agent smacks him in the face with a baton, oh, and yes. they're still moving and they're still moving normally, and his his cheeks are <laughs> blah 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 blah. Yeah, at one six speed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was a great effect. It just that 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 got us a good laugh. The, probably one of the best scenes there, I think, so far as. Tom Hiddleston's acting, other than the scene where he he gets to see his whole life, was we kind of mentioned it earlier, but when he opens up that desk drawer and sees all the infinity stones, and and this is yeah. the 2012 version of Loki. Mm-hmm. His entire persona and everything has been fixated on getting this Tesseract mm-hmm. and ruling ruling yeah. everything, ruling Asgard, ruling the, the Midgar, ruling the, the the Earth. And then to see all of these just as paperweights mm-hmm. in someone's desk. Just his face, mm-hmm. he looks so broken. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, that just goes to show you just how good of an actor he is. Yeah, and I, I, 
I loved with when when Mobius is sitting there questioning him. Okay, so you wanted to rule Asgard. You wanted to rule Earth. Yeah. What were you going to do then, after that? Mm-hmm. What, what was going to happen? Well, I okay, and then what? He's like, hmm. Space? Like, Space hmm? sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good look for this episode. I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes. And like like we mentioned earlier, the aesthetic. I was kind of getting a fallout vibe. Yes, you know? thank yes, you. I'm glad I was yeah. the only one. Yeah. That's the same thing with me. Very big fallout vibe from this aesthetic. And I'll, of course, <laughs> spend hours playing fallout games over the course of my life and continue to do so. And seeing that look now in, in, in this show, I was like, yeah, I like it. This is what I'm familiar with. And the cat looks like our cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the the cat that was on the uh, was sitting on the desk. Oh, let me tell you, my own personal joke I had with that, I don't know why in my brain, this is just with me, but when he was sitting down, he's like, please sign this, let them know this is everything you've ever said. And then, <laughs> then he goes, what? And then he goes, now sign this. And all I could think about was, hmm, this is what it's like getting married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're dead on. <laughs> Can you please confirm this is everything you've ever said? <laughs> that was great. You know, that, that paper keep coming out and it's like, yeah. <laughs> He finally just shuts up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was fun. Then the, the uh, whatever I want to say, the, the aura detector, it had Loki questioning whether he was a robot or not. Yeah. <laughs> like, what happened if you were a robot? Well, we melt you from the inside. And then he, he, he stops it there for a second. Stops. Yeah. <laughs> well, am I a robot? <laughs> it's like, I'm just not sure I want to pass through that. I have to really sit here and think about that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, picked up on this, but um, when they were going through the ticket queue, you know, he had the oh, yeah. other guy going in there with him. Oh, yeah, that, no, guy, no. that guy killed. Did you did you guys get uh, Martin Scarelli vibes off of him, the Farmer Bro guy? There was a lot of rumors that they were really trying to like lend that was supposed to be the Farmer Bro guy. You remember the Farmer Bro guy? The, oh yeah, the, the the guy that jacked up insulin or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah it was yeah, supposed yeah. to because he even well. You know, I watched it with caption on just because, like I said, you know, old and it helps me pay attention. But he made the same guy makes references about how he worked. At, he has family in gold, Goldman Sachs and how he could. Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, they, yeah. Like you go back and watch his little that little section. Yeah. You'll catch some of the stuff in the background. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's the whole thing of I really need to go back and watch it again, because like everything else, when you're watching that first episode, you're so busy trying to take it in. Yeah. That you miss those little things. So I, I'm going to have to go back and, and revisit all of this again. Please keep bringing Tara Strong into the episode. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I, I, y'all talking about the ticket thing, though, when he realizes when he's looking for that ticket and he can't find the oh, ticket. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And of course, the, the other guy, he's kind of like, oh, I, the guy didn't give me a chance to get it. Where, base, you know, just 30 <laughs> seconds earlier, he was refusing to do it. Did you did you notice that the the bombs that they use to to eliminate timelines that 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 the effect of like the the spatial yeah being deleted that was the exact same effect it did when they were deleting the guy that, that they're reusing oh, yeah. that effect across the board so that it kind of gives us a little bit of continuity as to all right uh, I recognize that that's that weird space effect thing where he's getting deleted mm-hmm. as being like this is this is the TVA's thing this is mm-hmm. what they do whenever they touch their wand with the right setting or whenever they set the bomb off so that's going to be a little bit of consistency across the episode it's like when we see this happening something's getting deleted yeah mm-hmm. and i've already seen some great funny like people's like personal like interpretation of things like i saw uh, someone's already edited uh, a picture where they have marty mcfly being interrogated by the i TVA. saw that <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw that. I mean, it, honestly, it really should be Doc Brown, right? I was about to say <laughs> Doc or Biff, especially Biff. You know, yeah. For oh, the- yeah. Biff would definitely uh, need to be hauled in by the TVA. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where's your king? Oh, all right. Yeah. Where's the almanac? We need the almanac. Ooh, la, la. He opens Ooh, up. La, there's, la. A, there's a whole stack of almanacs, you know? Next to the... That, that that would be hilarious if somebody does a TVA crossover like a like just like a fan thing. Oh, I'm sure that oh, that, was, that was you know I saw that today. But I'm, it'll be good. I'm sure as things progress on, more stuff would be fun. I'm you saying that? I'm not surprised somebody hasn't you know thrown David Tennant in there or something. Oh, I'm oh sure my the gosh. doctor. Oh my <laughs> gosh, the doctor. We will see a reference at some point. It'll be very vague, but there'll be like a TARDIS off in, yeah. the, in the distance or something like that. You'll have you'll have something like that will come up. <laughs> what what I want to know is, you know, speaking, you know, we were talking earlier about Dragon Con. How many TVA convict costumes do you think they're going to be at Dragon Con? <laughs> There's two, plenty uh, of time to make I, them. I say two people I know have already said. Uh, I know of two people that's already planning it. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's going to be phenomenal. Just to see with it, with with, the, with the, the neck piece on that that uh, controls their mm-hmm. their time while they're there, mm-hmm. that's just going to be cool. And you know, we we spent part of the episode thinking that the the neck brace piece was what was keeping his magic down, but you get later in the episode, you realize no, nah, it's just that magic just doesn't work there, mm-hmm. yeah, right at all. It's just like magic just doesn't work. Yeah, the, the whole like magic. you know when he was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> when he was trying to do that, uh, I'm guilty of this, and he's trying to disappear, and just no. And he's like literally like doing jazz hands over there, and yeah. it's like, they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Maybe they also with going on. Every, everyone's popular theory with Wandavision was Mephisto was the bad guy. Did you know? I kind of rather enjoyed that. Uh, one of the first things they par- point to that oh, the devil be the bad, yeah, the devil. Mm-hmm. Yes, I thought about uh, that too myself. That know, that came to mind when I, don't I saw that. I know if that was on purpose or not. But I mean, but I still thought that I got a good bit of humor in that. Mm-hmm. Did you happen to notice that in that in that stained glass that his that he had like a bluish tongue sticking out? And then when we saw the girl and she had the the kablumo candy or whatever mm-hmm. the gum and her and she was blue and I was like, I wonder if there's something to that as well. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, no. I mean, I was watching the video and they were like, no, 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 no. I don't think it's Mephisto. This is that's just she's saying it was Loki because if it was the the same Loki that came yeah. in, then it, even if it's the female version. She probably, for effect, would have been wearing the helmet. Well, that's what I was thinking. The helmet has the horns, so yeah. Mm-hmm. If that she would have thought it was the devil. right? Okay. <laughs> well, any more uh, thoughts on Loki before we get to our highly anticipated movie review? I think this- it, it, it needs to be Wednesday already, so we can see the next one. I agree. Well, yeah. when this when this drops, it'll uh, be Wednesday. We'll I've already seen it. Yeah. 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 So oh, everything we're talking about might be moot. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's got my interest very peaked. Y'all should probably have to, unless life keeps me from watching it, I'll definitely be watching it when it drops. Or I will be I will be up to date on it every time we record. Well, you've got two episodes between now and then. Loki was great. And <laughs> the next thing we're going to discuss was not. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> At the Fair end of- warning, everyone. Fair warning. <laughs> the- <laughs> At the end of the last episode. I brought up an old memory of a movie called The Peanut Butter Solution. And for some reason, I don't know what triggered it. I have no idea. I have not thought about that movie in years. I last saw it in 1987 when mom took me to the video store to rent it. And for some reason, it popped in my head. And Kevin was like, I'm going to go watch that. And sure enough, that poor man did. (laughs) And we heard about it. And we heard all about it, and I'm like, we got to find time. And, you know, like I said, my daughter was on the podcast last time with us, and 
I told her I didn't want her to suffer through it. And she kind of made it obvious that she didn't want to suffer through it either. So last night after we dropped off the kids, Jess and I fired it up. It's on Tubi, in case you're wondering. Ooh. Guys, don't, don't bother, okay? This would be... J- j- just listen to us describe it, and then... But your curiosity... Look, your curiosity is going to get the best of you. I get it. And you're going to go to Tubi, because you want to see the hot mess car accident train wreck that is the peanut butter solution. <laughs> that bad? It, uh... it is pretty darn bad. So, so this was a film... That was made in Quebec, Canada, right? You know, at at first, when they started, the opening was kind of like there was some French tied into it, you know, the production studio, and then hearing them talk, and I'm thinking, this is this where did they where did they film this movie at? Oh, Quebec, Montreal, Canada. So, so, Brock, why don't you give us a rundown of the how this movie rolls, like the story? (laughs) Since 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 it's so fresh on your mind. This movie terrified me as a kid. I can see why. This movie terrified me as an adult, but for different reasons. (laughs) Okay, so this kid named Michael, he and his friend Connie, who is a young Asian lad, there's this abandoned old house. And one day after school, they decided to go visit this old house just to see what was inside, something curious, you know? As we all were with kids, you know, very curious. And so they climb up this garbage chute that was coming out of the top story window and they crawl up. And well, well, Connie crawled up, fell down. Michael went up, got inside the window and saw something that scared him. They, they refer to this in the rest of the movie as the fright. He screams bloody murder and tumbles out of the window down that garbage chute and mm-hmm. onto the street. Okay. So he got frightened. No big deal. Next morning, he wakes up and his family, whose dad is played by Michael Hogan from Battlestar Galactica. But his dad is an artist. He's a painter. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's really all he does all day is paint. But it, at one reference, he sold a painting for $6,000. So I guess a dad's doing good. Yeah. Must be a pretty good artist. And that's going to come into play. Michael walks to the breakfast table. Dad, sister sitting there. And Michael is bald. Completely bald. So they take him to the doctor. The doctor says, hey, it's like you were frightened so badly that the ends of your hair and your scalp just let go. And his (laughs) head was smooth. Put a trailer hitch on that boy. I mean, that's what it was. You could hook a trailer up to him. Chrome dome. So, you know, he goes to school, gets made fun of, wears a wig. It gets pulled off at a soccer game, mm-hmm. so all the kids start chasing him down the street and chanting "Baldy, Baldy." Uh, oh, Brock, you, know. you have to describe that better. This thing gets pulled <laughs> off of its head, okay, and, and and you see the little stringy bits of glue still looks, sticking. It, to it looks them. like hot glue. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it, it, they're doing this in slow mo, so they're like they they want us to also make fun of this kid yeah. while this is happening. You know, yeah. I'm losing my hair. Granted, I'm forty, almost forty five, but you know. He's got some change in his pocket. He sees this homeless guy and lady on the on the sidewalk. So all these people are walking out and not paying attention to the homeless people, which you tend to see to happen. He he takes the, whatever change he's got in his pocket. And he drops it in front of the, the homeless guy. But then while Michael is sleeping, the homeless man and his homeless lady mm-hmm. come wake him up. 
And like, you know, you're the only person that's helped us in a long time. So we're going to help you. Turns out they're ghosts. Do I need to play the spoiler warnings here? <laughs> no, this because is not you, the sixth sense. Okay. Because you are not going to watch this movie. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ruin it for you. So anyway, the ghosts, they wake him up. Okay, we have a solution to your hair loss. And it's not hair club for men. Oh, my God. You, okay, Brock, you have to really describe this woman. I mean, she's like an evil gypsy. At this point in time, she's being nice. Yeah. At this point in time, yeah, she's yeah, being right, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a recipe that you have to put in dead flies. You have to put in a rotten egg. Anyway, I forget. The main ingredient is peanut butter. There has to be <laughs> peanut butter in this, in this mixture, this stinky, nasty yeah. mixture. You know, so he gets up the next day. He made the mixture. And what happened? It's, it's, oh, sister, yeah. sister went and poured it down the drain. Yeah. Like, they thought oh, he was going to drink it. Yeah. They thought it was like, yeah. Because oh, he's shake. putting it in the blender and everything. So they yeah. thought he was going to drink this stuff. They, they watched him assemble all these things and they were concerned he was going to drink it. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. So they pour it down the drain. Dad and sister pour it down the drain. Well, he's like, well, there goes my shot at growing hair. So he gets revisited the next night. Am I correct? It gets yes. re- revisited the next night by the, the, the ghosts and the lady does not want to give him the repeat of the recipe. Uh, not my fault. You lost it. You know, you shouldn't have. <laughs> so he's like, why, why don't you just give it to me? He's like, she's like, sometimes I'm mean. Sometimes I'm nice. I guess I'm just being mean tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, the guy ghost is like, Oh, Mary, you gotta be, you gotta be nice. You know, let, let's give it. So she he takes the recipe out of her hand and gives it to, to Michael. And Michael, the next day, gets up, makes this stinky concoction once again, and goes to the bathroom and takes a paintbrush and applies it. It's kind of runny. He's like, eh, maybe I should put more peanut butter in it. I think it's got dirt in it. Yeah, or much soil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. soil. Yeah. It's just nasty. He's got rotten eggs. So he's he's putting this mess on his head. You know, goes into the shower, washes it off, and is like, immediately looks in the mirror. Oh, there's no results. Well, no kidding. You just washed it off your head. What do you expect, kid? <laughs> it's not so, Bosley. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that spray hair, you know. Yeah, the Ron Popeil, the Ronco <laughs> spray hair. Yeah, it's not this, man. So, anyway, he goes downstairs, and all of a sudden, you know, his head's looking a little dirty, even though if you just clean it, and his sister grabs his head, <gasps> you've got little hairs. All of a sudden, the hairs have started sprouting in between the time that he washed it off and went downstairs. Great. Well, the dad comes downstairs. Kids got more hair. Hey, we got hair. Mm-hmm. Yay. Connie comes over. Hey, hair. look at this. Kids got a head full of hair. This mm-hmm. hair is growing at an exponential rate. Oh, no. <laughs> so the kid goes to school. And by this time, he's got a mop top. From the time he leaves breakfast, goes to school, it's got a mop. This hair is just growing. Mm-hmm. They're watching it grow, basically. Mm-hmm. Gets into class. The teacher's like teaching, and Connie's sitting behind Michael and cutting his hair. And the teacher's warning him, oh, you, you pay attention to school, kid. You know, <laughs> during this time, there's a teacher at the school <laughs> named the Signor. S I G N O R. And so the Signor is an art teacher. He's teaching kids how to paint still life. You know, he brings his dog, Jim. Why I remember the dog's name and hardly anything else. I don't know. <laughs> but bring the dog and the the senior is teaching them. You cannot use imagination. You have to paint what you see. And I've I've, I've seen this actor in other things. He's he's a skinny old man with a gray goatee and gray mm-hmm. curly hair. I know I've seen him somewhere before in the eighties movies. So anyway, the senior is not that nice of a teacher, not that great of a teacher. 
He comes into play in a minute again. Michael's at school. He's running home. His hair is growing and growing and growing. I mean, it's it's like a wedding dress train behind him, almost. This was my favorite scene from the movie because he's running. Okay, picture a kid like a, you know, how old is the kid? About 12? Yeah, 10, 12, 12 something yeah. like that. Yeah, so he's you have this kid who's like a gender bent Rapunzel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's That's running down. Oh, I mean, seriously, wow. he's yeah. he's running down the sidewalk, and it's like in slow mo, and you see his hair flopping, and he's like, "It's windy." He's by going the way, through this, yeah, it's it's windy. And he's going through this emotional moment. No one will accept me. I was bald once and now I've got more hair. And he gets his hair caught in a hedge. <laughs> well, there's there's a couple. Well, wait, wait. We, we kind of jumped ahead just a little bit from that first school his interaction. Hair, his, his hair was he, causing him trouble at school. Yeah. So they did, yes. the school didn't want him back. And so he ran out into the wind. Yes. On his way back to school. I'm going anyway. You know, mm. I will. I will learn. See vous play. Whatever. <laughs> Sacre bleu. Yeah. Sacre bleu. I will learn. So, anyway, to, to our Canadian listeners, we apologize yeah. if you happen to be from that portion of. Oh, it's just Ryan. Canada. He don't care. Yeah. It's just Ryan Dole. So, so anyway, prof, he, so. I'm sorry. anyway, so prior to this, the Signor is dismissed from the school because he's a terrible teacher. And the here's what got me. He's dismissed from the school because the principal looked into his background. Shouldn't you have done that before you hired him? <laughs> this is the 80s, that, bro. Yeah, that, yeah. We only look into backgrounds when we feel like we need to, not as a precursor to being hired. Mm -hmm. That is true. That is true. So this guy's got a sketchy past of being a bad teacher and mean to kids and everything else. And you would, principal should have checked some references at least. So he's <laughs> he's been let go. He doesn't use his name anymore. He's like erased his name for his, he's like legally changed his name to the Signor or whatever. Anyway, so he gets dismissed from school. Signor is mad. He knows about the he knows about Michael and his hair. Mm -hmm. So Michael gets trapped in the bushes. You know his hair gets trapped <laughs> in the bushes. So instead he he pulls his hair out and he goes runs under the porch of this house and and Signor finds him. But you don't know it's Signor. But you don't yet. know it's Signor. Right. Yeah. So yeah, spoiler. You're not going to watch the movie. It's okay. <laughs> Please, um, God, don't watch the movie. Don't watch the movie. Just go off what we're saying. <laughs> and we're not doing that great. I'm not doing that great of a job explaining this anyway. But anyway, okay. So Michael is kidnapped. And, and that's one another reason that the Signor was released from school. They also brought up the fact that he you know, has been linked to some kidnapped children. Well, Michael disappears. 20 kids disappear. Okay. Is everybody having hair growth problems? What's going on? <laughs> so you know, they're, they're wondering where the kid is. Like. The dad doesn't even care. It seems like uh, he'll come home, you know, whatever. The kid's been gone. The, for a there's few days. a lot of really apathetic parents in this movie because nobody cares really that all these kids have gone missing. Yeah, it, um, yeah. The kids, <laughs> the kids don't care. Uh, the parents don't care. Yeah, they'll come back. You know, it's the '80s. You know, you rode two <laughs> miles on your bicycle, and your parents mm -hmm. didn't care. Just be home by the time the street lights go out. <laughs> but Michael's been gone for a few days. Yeah, all right, come back. He'll come back. Whatever. Okay, don't call the police. That's fine. So, <laughs> sister and Connie go into Su Susie is the is the name of the sister. They go into this art store, and the the guy is like, "Hey, would you guys like to buy this new paintbrush I have? It's a great paintbrush, twenty dollars. It's great." And the kids are like, "Ah, eh, I don't need a paintbrush." 
even though the dad's a painter and they're like, oh, well, maybe we can get this for dad. Yeah, make a great gift for dad. Your dad's an artist. I know your dad, blah, blah, blah. Your kid's missing, but here's a paintbrush to cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. Your, yeah. your brother's gone. Yeah. Have a paintbrush. They're like, wow, this paintbrush looks different. This is hair. The bristles <clears throat> are hair. I know that the sisters, I know this hair. I cut this hair. This is Michael's hair. <laughs> well, the guy didn't leave his name. You know, she's talking oh, to the no. to the, the art dealer. The guy didn't leave his name. And so, well, okay, we'll buy your paint. This is why they buy the paintbrush. We'll give you the $20 for the paintbrush. Tell us his name. I don't know why the art dealer is being so coy about everything. It makes He just no, drops them off. He it makes no sense. So anyway, they go out. They say, okay, the, this dealer drops the paintbrushes off he's here on saturdays okay so they go in outside and they they wait outside for this you know Susie is is reading a, an issue of rockstar photo album magazine <laughs> legit that's the name of the magazine rockstar photo magazine mm-hmm. rockstar photo album magazine oh this guy i guess it's kind of like teen beat or tiger beat in the 80s for you know, canadians yeah for canadians connie's hiding under the steps so he, he's got a bag of sugar. And boy, I'm going to get to that in a second. He's got a bag of sugar, a massive funnel, and a garden hose. I'm thinking he's going to siphon the gas out of the <laughs> delivery truck. And yeah. the sugar in the tank. Yeah. Yeah. So Signor drives up in this truck, gets out. He's wearing a jacket, by the way, a nice, luxurious coat. It's made out of Michael's hair. Mm-hmm. He's prancing around in this big hair coat. Michael's <laughs> curls are all over it. He's not joking. This is seriously in the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Signor gets a couple of boxes of brushes, takes it inside, and Connie runs and jumps in the back of the delivery truck. He's got his bag of sugar, which looked to be about a five-pound, maybe 10-pound bag of sugar. I don't know. It's the metric system. It's Canada. I don't know what it weighs. <laughs> but he's got his massive funnel and his garden hose. The whole plan is for Susie to follow the truck. and. By the way, Signor approaches Susie as he's leaving the art store. Would you like to go for a ride, little girl? She's like, no, nah, I'd prefer to ride my bike. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he and the, Weird the Michael. Exchange. Yeah. He and the Michael haircoat jump in and take off. Well, the truck starts taking off and Susie starts pedaling behind on her bike. And Connie attaches the garden hose to the funnel, slips the garden hose out the back. Who knows? I'm going to say this for our people in Canada. I don't know how many kilometers they were going. <laughs> and I don't know the weight, the pounds or the kilograms, whatever, of the bag of sugar. But Connie starts pouring this bag of sugar down the funnel, leaving a trail. Okay, great. I don't know how far they go. But that bag of sugar, I learned, lasts a really long time in Canada. When you're leaving a trail from the art store to this warehouse. <laughs> See, you know, and she I, would have done much better if she'd have gotten bags of milk. I mean, they do their milk and bags yeah. up there. So if yeah. they got a couple bags of milk, she'd have been much better off. Well, and but the milk would have washed away. But alas, oh, you think, well, the sugar will be fine. No, she turns the corner, which I don't know why she's just not following the truck more closely where she can see it. She's having to follow this trail of sugar. I'm like, speed up. <laughs> you can see this big red delivery truck driving down the road. All of a sudden, the street sweeper comes along and all the sugar is gone off the street. She's like, oh, no, how will I find the truck? And I'm like, see, you should have sped up. And I would like to point out there is a fantastic musical montage to go along with the truck truck chase 
well, this theory, is the 80s. saying here, okay? The sugar, the sugar is being poured. Whose lovely voice do we get to be serenaded by as this chase is happening? Thank Canadian, everybody. You will never believe this, guys. <laughs> a then very unknown up-and-coming singer by the name of Celine Dion is treating us to a musical montage about... How the, the sugar will go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> this was about the magic man. Yeah, the magic man. Yeah. Whatever that means. And it's very, it's, it's, yeah. The song was absolutely perfect for so, the train wreck of the movie. Yeah. It, wow. Her caterwauling is ever present. <laughs> so anyway, Connie is, is oh. captured as the delivery truck stops at this warehouse. Connie is captured by the signor. Susie discovers the, and this is where I started playing Yahtzee on my phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I may have a couple of these details not done very well, but anyway, Susie finds them and turns out Michael has been abducted by the Signor, as we, as we already know, mm -hmm. he is laid in like this coffin type of contraption, like an open with no lid on it. He's been drugged. And he's on a yogurt diet. Yeah, a special this yogurt is, diet. He's he's laid out horizontal. His head is at the top of this funnel that looks like a casket. His hair is just coming down, cascading the, yeah. down, down this massive funnel where all the other twenty kidnapped children are on an assembly line. They're cutting his hair and they're making the paintbrushes out of it. Yeah, kidnap child labor. It's <laughs> almost like a Nike factory. And. The paintbrushes are, are uh, Michael's beautiful hair, and Michael's just out uh, of it. He's just so Senor is basically walking around with a, a Michael jacket, like he's like he's just gloating, like he's like like a like 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 a, like a pimp of his operation or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, he's got his pimp uh, coat on perfectly. Pimp coat, pimp paintbrushes. That's what he's got. This is like soyant green, but hair. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. So Susie finds out, and they. Here's where my memory's getting sketchy because I was just completely zoned out at this point after watching. At this crap. some point, you try to your mind goes into another place while watching this movie. So your attention span went fight or you know, flight, I guess. Dude, I, it was. I, I don't think most of the actors and, and the director really were coherent at this point in the movie, anyway. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Eventually, Connie is hoist after he's captured. He's hoisted up in the in a in a fishing net, mm -hmm. basically right. to the ceiling, and he's spinning and. Of course, he's, you know, pretending to be out of it. And, Senor, please be my dad. My dad was killed in a plane crash. Senor, please be my dad. I, I, I've never been a father. You're kidnapping children. You might as well be. <laughs> you should be used to kids, at least. So, Susie has discovered this and gone back Holy to tell crap, her dad. Man. And <laughs> Susie <laughs> has discovered all this. Gone back to tell her dad. They finally had the police coming. Not, not the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, which would have been epic. I would have but, loved but, to have the the way I think this would have been better with the Mounties. I, I would have loved the Mounties involved. Instead, they 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 go get the regular police. Yeah, Spectre Clouseau, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> his name is Inspector Yahtzee. It's all I need. Yeah, to know. it's Yahtzee. It's all I remember. <laughs> so I'm over here trying to get four sixes to round out my my bonus score, and and here comes the police. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. You you have missed something here. What I miss? The whole thing about Michael's hair on these paintbrushes is that they paint these 
pictures that... Oh, the magic pictures. The magic pictures. His magic hair on the brush creates these magic pictures that you can actually step inside to... Yeah, you, you can go inside places. the paintings. Yeah, whatever place the senor paints on these canvases with the paintbrush using Michael's hair, it's a magic painting now. So... As you can tell, the drugs are getting strong. Oh, yeah. In the cast and crew's usage. Oh, yeah. They, well, after after Connie convinces him, be my dad. Right, like, yeah. right. It's, it is, is at this point where the senior actually turns into a kind of a decent loving guy mm-hmm. towards these kids. And the kids are like, oh, senor, senor, paint a picture. He's like, I will paint you a picture with this magic brush in less than a minute. And ha ha. And of course, then the really bad special effects yes. of them standing in light of in front of a lit screen and something. terrible guys you ha- you have to realize that the senior guy it's shatner levels of overacting oh extreme. this is lucy like, in the sky with diamond shatner singing <laughs> yes i mean it, wow. it's so everything everything that the senior guy does from the first time we see him in the classroom to this it's just like massive levels of overacting so he is like at a at a level five times what everybody else is mm-hmm this is no exaggeration. Yeah. I promise. So he paints the picture. He's dancing. Aha, aha. He's turning, facing the kids, making faces at that. Oh, you look kids. You love me. Yeah. And the kids are like, yes, Yay. yes, senor. Senor, yes. senor. And of course, the other kid asked Connie, did your dad really die? He's like, no, shut up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, Connie being the con man. So anyway, the senior is like, what do you want me to paint, Connie, my my son? And he's he's like, I want you to paint the fright. What is the fright? Well, it's this house, and there's a fright. No, no, no. Okay. Well, he paints the house, and I, but Senor, this is not this is not the fright. This is only the house where we found the fright. Senor climbs into the picture, climbs up that garbage chute, goes into the top window, ha! Screams, falls backwards out of the garbage chute, mm-hmm. and is unconscious on the floor. He fell out of the painting in front of the children. Oh no, Senor is down. Mm-hmm. We've got Senor down. Yeah. And guys, this is all in '80s effects too. Oh yeah, yeah. It, so it, it was it great. was phenomenal. It ain't great. Senor passes out, so they're all trying to escape. They're trying mm-hmm. to find the way out of this warehouse. Senor wakes up. Senor is bald. He oh, looks no. like Walter White. Yeah, he he, he exactly. He is Heisenberg <laughs> coming after these kids. And oh no, you kids! I love you. Don't don't. Where are you going? You shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> so they make it to the end of the warehouse. And but at it, some point, though, Michael goes back into the house, though, that he painted in the picture. Michael goes back. Cause this, remember- this, this is after this. Hang on. This okay. uh, we're, we're leading up to that. Oh, this, my gosh. This, yeah. Spoilers. So it wasn't all Yahtzee, Jessica. Yeah, uh, it wasn't all Yahtzee. So anyway, it's a fever dream. Yeah. So the, you know, Inspector Clouseau and whoever else, other his partner come and with the dad and with the sister and. And they bust into the warehouse and, oh, there he is. There's Senor, bald Senor Heisenberg, you know. Sacre <laughs> bleu. Sacre bleu. Have some blue sky. So, <laughs> have some bagged milk. <laughs> Do you know my friend Tuco? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they arrest Senor. And th- they they know Signor is is the one doing this because Signor is the doctor who diagnosed the bald head problem. Is the doctor's brother. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I left that important detail out. But anyway, so they go in, they find Michael, and Michael's just out of it. He's like, "Oh, oh, is this a dream? Are y'all are y'all here? Are you really here, Connie? Is that you?" Yeah. So they bring him up out of this casket, hair still growing. They cut his hair, get him out of feeder tube. He's in. 
they take him back to the house. They don't put him in the painting. They take him back to the house, don't they? The actual house. No, I thought they went inside the house from the painting. Either way, he goes back into this house. He goes up the garbage chute, goes inside. He finds the fright. What is the fright? It's the ghost bum and his bum lady (laughs) that is the cause of him losing his hair and the cause of him regrowing his hair. And he's like, well, I'm not afraid of y'all anymore. Y'all have helped me. Why did y'all guys frighten me? I don't know. So ghosts, anyway, I mean, geez. Yeah. yeah. That's what ghosts do, right? We don't so, have anything better to do. So by seeing ghost bum and ghost lady bum in the house, it cures him. He's like, I'm not afraid of y'all. All of a sudden his hair stops growing. Mm-hmm. And so they take him home. And by the way, the mother is gone this whole time. You know, it's not like a Disney movie where the mom's dead. The mom's on, <laughs> on vacation. I in, thought at first the mom was dead, but then I. The mom was in Australia. Yes. Mom comes home. She sees she she gets out of the taxi, runs up to Michael. What's up with your hair? And that's where the movie ends. Yeah. And the end credits, the song is Michael's song sung by Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. She has two songs in this movie, y'all. How this did not make a mystery science theater episode, I'll never know either. It's got to. Eventually. Yes. Please, guys, we will tell you again. Don't go watch this. You're going to email Brock and you're going to say, "What? I want my hour and a half back, please. Yeah. It's that bad. So I drug the story on so I could give you a, at least a condensed version of this train wreck. And I hope y'all are still with us, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. We hope you're still listening to the podcast. <laughs> if yeah, you have yeah. nodded off to my, to my, ins- to, to my droning, I understand. It's okay. Maybe Brock we sh- telling it is way more uh, interesting than the movie was. <laughs> I agree okay? with that completely. Don't waste your time with the peanut butter solution. Just don't. <laughs> See, don't. One, one of the, the biggest takeaways I had with this was, you know, we would ha- have to watch these really horrible movies back in. You know, when I was in school mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the 90s-ish era, they were always like like B or C flicks. You know, it was always people that were uh, that were horrible actors or they were just getting started or and the directors were horrible and the, the setup was horrible. This is like one of those movies, guys. It's I can't like, even look. I can't even give it enough credit to say B movie. This was an F. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, and the, the director didn't even have the the control of the cojones to even like the, the senior guy, the, the actor to tell him, come out of space, bro. We, we need you to act along with the rest of us who are recording this as a PSA. I, okay? I want to know what they were on. You know, I, I kind of related to somebody was on something when they made Doctor Strange in the mm-hmm. MCU, you know, with Dormammu. Mm-hmm. It's that it's. Five times that level of whatever they were on. Oh, I thought you were going to go yellow submarine on me. Oh, my gosh. Yellow. If you've seen the Beatles yellow yellow submarine, submarine. dude. Yeah. They had whatever (laughs) the Beatles were having making that movie. (laughs) With with a quarter of the budget, maybe an eighth of the budget. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mentioned last time that I was remembering some sort of weird looking robot puppet and everything on the on the the movie poster. We're not going to dive into this movie, but I was mistaken as it was not. That movie, I remembered the peanut butter solution, but then I remembered another movie's poster called uh, Making Contact, which was directed by, what's his name? Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland Emmerich, uh, who, yep. who was the director of Independence Day. 
Uh, this is this is really early Roland Emmerich. This is also 1985 byproduct. Yes, this is 1985, same year as peanut butter solution. So I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was clicking in the ballpark. So so Brock put this on last night after peanut butter solution. <laughs> yeah, I, two movies. Yeah, two movies because that was going to be such a wise decision for the palate cleanse, right? And I, just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to review Making Contact, but that's where that demonic looking ventriloquist doll that was on the poster. That's where he came from. Very quick overview of making contact. Don't watch this either because it's a it's an F version of E.T. Extremely F. Except E.T. was an alien and this demonic black magic ventriloquist doll was the foil for that. Yeah. At least E.T. was kind. Yeah. All right, Brock. Was it better or worse than Mac and me? I haven't seen Mac Brock and me. hasn't seen Mac oh and me. Oh my yet. god. Remember? So see, this is what I'm oh, going yeah. to do. That's coming. That's I'm going coming. to make him watch Mac and Me for making me watch Peanut Butter Solution. This is how we're going to do this thing. Okay. Mac and Me is watch. actually enjoyable to somewhat. I mean Yeah, somewhat. It's, yeah. it's the it's I, the longest I, McDonald's commercial in history. As yep. kids, it was appreciated as a kid. As an adult, I'm going to kind of question that. Well, I will, I will make an effort to watch it, but <laughs> no, you have to watch the whole thing. I will. I will. So, watch hey, peanut butter solution. Dude, I, I, I sat through two of these last night. I will sit through Mac and me. No problem. So uh, like on the, uh, on the previous podcast, we made the joke about the Bama geeks, obscure movie suggestion of the week. So this is starting, but my suggestion I this week you. is going to be making contact. Don't watch Making Contact. So, no, but it's, it's a it's such a low grade version of ET. But the, here's the thing: you got this boy with magical powers who <laughs> who's who's. We're talking about Making Contact. Yeah, now. Ma- Making Contact. I have no idea where he got his magical. That's powers. totally not Mac and me. No, <laughs> there, there's a young boy, and all the toys start coming. His his dad died. The the movie starts at with his dad's funeral. It's it's already uplifting to begin Yay. with. Which, by the way, when the camera pans in this opening scene. It goes right past a tombstone that just has the word Martha on it. I'm like, a Batman <gasps> and Superman are here. Great. I didn't see that. You, oh. You were asleep. Um, <laughs> no, I think I was. I don't think I was in the room at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You weren't in the room. But yeah, there's a there's a tombstone of Martha. Like, like, great Clark and Bruce are here. Oh, man. So, kid's dad dies. He's, he's having his toy phone in his room ring. So, he thinks he's talking to his dad. So, I'm not going to recap this movie. I'm not going to recap this movie. Just know that while this toy phone is ringing, a Spalding basketball with Larry Bird's signature falls down. The kids got returned to the Jedi bed sheets. There's a Mickey and Donald doll on top of a on top of a shelf that fall. There's a Smurfs record player. Mm-hmm. There's product placement out the yin yang in this movie, and I don't know if it was even authorized for them to do that. Well, they're also drinking out of ET glasses. They're drinking out of ET glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they – I hope they got permission to use all this product placement because it's all over the place. Even at one point, Donald goes – a very bad you know, 80s special effect of Donald, the doll, Donald Duck, goes flying to the end of the room, hits the, hits the window, and then comes back towards the camera. It's like <laughs> – the movie's bad. This ventriloquist doll. This is the movie that gave me the creeps, that ventriloquist doll. And rightfully so. Rightfully. It, it's a creepy – I mean, I made it halfway through and I was asleep. So do not watch Making Contact. (laughs) Do not watch The Peanut Butter Solution. You have been educated by the Bama Geeks Movie Club. (laughs) (laughs) We will watch the bad movies for you so that you don't have to watch them. This is our gift to you. 
this is what I'm going to do when I hit retirement age. We're going to keep this going for years, and you guys are going to have to listen to my 70-year-old butt explain bad movies from my childhood. My memory should be even better by then. Oh, my. I have droned on a long time about this. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk yeah. about? No, I think I'm done now. Yeah. I think I'm about Yeah, I think I'm pretty much done. For, for, for no- not doing a movie cover of uh, coverage of that uh, synopsis, you went pretty far with that, Brock. <laughs> what, for making contact? Yes. No, there's more. The, the movie's okay. only an hour and 18 minutes long, and it's all but bad. You, but what I will say that you guessed totally. He said, don't watch uh, Making Contact. No. You have to watch Mac and Me, though. If you haven't okay. seen Mac and Me, you have got to watch it. That movie is awful, but like not a bad awful. I'm like going to be awful. I'm going to make it's a, the enjoyable, bad kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a conscious effort to watch that for next time. And we can discuss it on the next one, maybe. Okay. I, need to re- I, I may try to see if I can find it because I haven't watched Mac and Me in probably oof, 20 years or more. All right. So we have our homework assignments. Yeah. Mac and Me. Loki and Mac and me. If you want a palate cleanser, remember, see Cruella. Yes. Kevin has seen it since the last time. Oh, yeah. Kevin, was it worth our hype? Nah. (laughs) It was very much worth your hype. Good. So, see Cruella. (laughs) We we still won't spoil it, but go see it. See it on Disney Plus. Whatever you got to do, see it. Anything to get this taste out of your mouth from peanut butter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like peanut butter. I just don't like the peanut butter solution. No. There you go. My solution to the peanut butter solution is just to go get a jar of Jif or Peter Pan or whatever brand you like and just eat it and that will make you feel better. Okay. Peanut butter is the proper solution. The peanut butter solution is highly improper. (laughs) The more you know. <laughs> G.I. Joe, knowing it's half the battle. So, and if we happen to still have people listening to us at this point, it's talking about me. And this is where the Bama Geeks fandoms dropped. This is this is where we start getting the one star reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Please leave but us a five star review because we suffered for this. Please go leave us a five star review on iTunes. We love you. We, we, we suffered for this. Because it was such a horrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> Please reward us. <laughs> so, well, guys, if we have nothing else to talk about, we're going to end on such a happy note. <laughs> happy. Guys, we quotes. get to look forward to watching Mac and Me. Yeah. Okay. Join us, won't you? Talk, talk to us on social media, at Bama Geeks, everywhere you can find us. And please let us know if you decided to... Suffer through the peanut butter solution on no, Tubi. No, don't let us know because we don't want to put you through that. We don't want to know that we caused you that much anguish. Well, well don't I, you I know how people I, are? The more you tell them not to do something, they're going to do exactly. it. Exactly. I was about to say, I agree with Jessica. If you decided, even though we told you a million times in this, that you were still going to go out and download Tubi mm-hmm. and watch that movie, we want. I want to hear what you, you thought of it. I really want to hear. I, I, want, I want to see if, if we get any kind of responses from anybody. You know what? We'll post the trailer on our social media. Oh, okay. We'll let you oh decide. Watch the trailer. You decide. We Cry have spent a lot of time on peanut butter solution today. Half yeah, this podcast. Say, majority of us, yeah. It's gonna be- oh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So, okay. We're going to get out of here. We've been here a long time. We have ruined every bit of our loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stick with us. I promise we'll get back to it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll be macking me and all over the next episode. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get it done. 
So thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We apologize for that movie. We apologize for that review, but we love you for hanging out, sticking with us. If you made it to the end, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us on Bama Geeks. Guys. We love you. We seriously love you. Come yes, back. Yes, Don't leave please us. Please come back. Thank you. Stick around. See us on our next episode. Maybe in the where next. Where we talk about Mac and me, and you can love that too. <laughs> and maybe one of Bo's figures will fall and give a good sound effect. We don't know. You hey. never know. <laughs> That's right. From the Bama Geeks. So. That's right. Five-star review on iTunes, please. A good review. We know that's asking a lot after this. And <laughs> please hit us up on our social media channels. Join in our discussion. We'd love to hear from you at Bama Geeks. Bama Geeks at gmail.com if you want to drop a comment that way. And take care of yourself. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.